listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Connolly. On each episode, I'll have a guest who will give us a peek into what it looks like for her to run on mission in her everyday life. Our prayer is that it leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news right where you're at. Hello, hello, girls. We got the powerhouse here today. Jordan Dooley is a new friend of mine. You probably follow her online. You might've heard of her. If you haven't, you're gonna be blessed. Jordan is a powerhouse. She is in charge of Soul Scripts, a new podcast called She Podcast, and her book comes out in March. It's called The Purpose Book. She is a wild and amazing woman of God. She's on fire for him. She loves women. Hold on to your hats. This is gonna be a great episode. are in for a huge blessing today. We have my new friend, Jordan Dooley, who I have just been hearing incredible things about what God's doing in and through her and her ministry for the last few years. And we are brand new friends, getting to know each other, getting to encourage each other and being excited about that. And today she's going to share a little bit about her life on mission, what God's doing and what he's teaching her. Jordan, thank you so much for being here today. Jess, you are a blessing. It's an honor to get to be on this. Thanks so much. Man, girl, you're killing it. So here's the thing. You guys all know what Jordan does. If you don't know what she does, look in the show notes. We're going to share all of the links of the places you can find her. Today, as we're recording this podcast, she has a podcast that has launched called The She Podcast, which I'm so pumped about. You have a book coming out early next year. You've been leading this massive online ministry for the last few years. Hmm. We'll tell everybody what the forward-facing mission looks like. If they haven't already heard, they probably know. But what (laughs) in your real life, what does running on mission look like? Oh, man. I really think first it just begins with your roots. I, I think we can be, especially in our online world, and I know this because I've totally caught myself being caught up in this, just how do you share encouragement, truth, you know, authentic messages, all of these things in a public space or a public arena and utilizing this tool called the internet while also stewarding what's going on in your private life. And so this has been one of those balances and kind of that tension I'm sure you've experienced too that I've been really working toward and working through a lot more. But now I feel like I had to kind of go through this transitional season of, okay, hold on, pause, identify the areas that maybe you have really tended to very well in the kind of what it looks like in a daily life rather than just what you might be broadcasting and how can you prune things that might be more like distractions so that you can press into what your true purpose really is mm. and so I think for me it's been first of all always come back to the root to the why and that keeps me grounded so that I can say you know what yeah I have a really cool opportunity to go do x y or z or to share a b or c but today I'm gonna have to pause and go to dinner with my husband because if I'm even gonna dare talk about these things to help other women lead more intentionalized I gotta start at home and sometimes I think we can kind of overlook that so subconsciously and so unintentionally and so in this season for me it's been kind 
kind of realigning of priorities. I think it's almost like a work well, not work endlessly. Mm. <laughs> and I almost, a lot of times they'll say work well, don't work hard, but I still believe in working hard. I think you're supposed to still get out there and kick booty, right. but not endlessly, not tirelessly. And so for me, you know, living kind of on mission is it just begins with every single day beginning with why am I here? Mm. What voice have I been given? How am I going to uniquely, creatively, and intentionally share that to help others' lives, but start with my own life? And so that thought process has been what I've woken up with now, like pretty much the last several weeks, every single morning on repeat, because what used to happen, this is the narrative that used to happen in my head. I'd wake up and I'd either ask two questions. What do I have to do today? As Mm. if I'm a machine. Or I would ask, what do I need to fix today? Like what's going wrong? My immediate thought went to problem solving, not pressing into my purpose. Mm. And that's where I think so many of us, especially doing, you know, mission-minded work, intentional work, work that's rooted in helping others. We can begin to make helping other people through their problems or pointing others to the Lord or whatever it is, almost like a way to avoid our own issues or really stewarding our own life. So I might be kind of going on and on here, but I guess for me, it's just reframing my mind and starting each day with different questions that actually help me make more intentional decisions. I love that. I love that. That's going to be life-changing for so many people. What you just said, starting our day, not thinking, what do I have to do? What do I have to fix? But Mm -hmm. what am I here for? What's my purpose? I love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's Mm -hmm. an, here's an offshoot question from that. Are you the kind of gal who has purpose statements for different areas of your life? Oh, I haven't thought of that, which is hilarious because I have a book called Purpose and I guess maybe informally, but I've never, I I want you to expand on that a bit because now I love that idea. I'm just a big believer in purpose statements, mission statements, knowing like this is Mm -hmm. why I do this thing. So for example, I I mean, we have like a family purpose statement. I have a Jess Connolly, why I write and teach books mission statement. We have Mm -hmm. an all good things Mm -hmm. collective mission statement and those knowing how different they feel, feel really important to me. But then I also Mm -hmm. have things like mission statements about why I exercise or why I use Instagram that just Mm. help me when I kind of start feeling like I'm floundering and I'm not really sure what I'm doing here to come back to them. But I find that I asked you because I find that I like definitely take it too far in this arena (laughs) and it freaks people out when they, when I tell them that I have a mission statement for Instagram, they're like, Oh, Okay. okay. No, 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 no. I <laughs> love that idea. And you know, what's funny is, I mean, yeah, I guess I would say my brand or like my, like kind of my Jordan Lee Dooley and then my sub brands of different resources that I have, you know, whether that's a podcast or our clothing line or whatever it is, those things for sure have mission statements. And I think it's so funny. I love how you say that, but I also have mission statements for why I exercise. Yeah. It, 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 again, it's that reframing your mind and considering like, why am I doing this? Why mm. the heck am I showing up like I am, you know? And yeah. If, if I'm showing up in such a way that's making me believe I'm showing up for something important, but if I really tried to weigh that against my mission statement, then hmm, it's really not going to work. Yeah. I mean, that's so helpful. And I think that that's so key. And I don't think it's crazy. We're so quick to do that with our branding and with what we're broadcasting to the world. But are we willing to really kind of bring that back to earth again, being grounded in that in our private lives? So mm-hmm. I think that's genius. I love it. Did, a- why didn't you tell me this a year and a half ago? I would have written <laughs> that in my book. I love it. No, it's all right. It, it- 
it it really does freak the common person out. Usually they're a little bit like, okay, okay, I'm going to take a step back. <laughs> so it's good. It's good that you didn't do it. Okay. I love that. You guys, I've had a sneak peek at Jordan's book and I'm telling you it's a game changer. It is a game changer. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a tool that so many women are going to be able to use to really find their purpose and then stand firm on it. And it makes me so excited about what's happening in this generation and what's women writing books and I'm just so pumped about it tell us this what's the hardest part about running on mission in this season what are the what are the parts that when everyone else looks at Jordan's life and they say like oh must be nice she's living the dream you're like oh I just wish you could see this part that Mm -hmm. is so hard Yeah. You know, there are several answers for this, to be honest. I don't, I think this is a multifaceted response, but I think one thing that I would say is it can be easy to feel isolated, Mm -hmm. which seems odd because you would think like, oh, but you are friends with so many other women who are having mission-minded businesses and writing books and speaking. It's like, yes. And I'm so grateful for that. But as much as I'd love to, you and I don't get to sit and like work across the table from each other every single day, you know? And so as much as those connections are so life-giving and so key in my day-to-day life, I mean, most of my friends don't do the type of work that I do, which is great. We need to have different people doing different things. It's not like I go work for a company or even really work for a local church. I've created this thing, you know, and I don't even really know what exact word to put on it. But because of that, and because I'm running a team, every single person on my team is older than me and probably way smarter than me. And so I feel like I'm in this slightly odd season that I love my friends. They're doing their own mission-minded work. We have so many commonalities and that's great. But there are times where you're like, okay, but who do I talk to about this what's an ad and how do you make that work when you're trying to serve women in a unique way, not just trying to, you know, it's very, it's just very unique. And so as much as that's a beautiful thing and as much as it can be like from the outside looking in, wow, such a dream. There's also a lot of elements in it where you're like, I have zero clue what I'm doing. And I don't quite know how to ask the right questions to somebody that is in my trusted circle because I, you know, for the longest time didn't really have people in this space. You know, now I really feel like thank you to the Lord for giving me those connections and those friendships, but those aren't, those are in their infancy. You know, like you said, like we've become new friends. This isn't something I've had for 15 years. And so anyways, I think something that's hard is it can pivot a lot on where your personal heart is. Like I had to pull our podcast launch because I was just like, holy cow, I'm struggling with anxiety. My life is upside down. I'm not stewarding my marriage. Well, there was just a lot of things over the summer this past year that I felt like I just kind of didn't really have the time or believed I didn't have the time to really discipline myself in and steward well. And then on top of that feeling a little bit isolated, even mm-hmm. if that's the false narrative we tell ourselves, those two things, man, I mean, there's a lot of personal element to what you do. It's hard to just clock out. And that's kind of hard to understand from the outside looking in, if that makes sense. Yeah. You're yeah. Very real. Very, very, very mm-hmm. real. How mm-hmm. on the most isolating days, how mm-hmm. has God met you? Um, tell me how he's shown up or I don't know, like I'm wondering what that looks like, or even if you can tell a story of like a very isolating day and how did he meet those needs? Hmm. I will tell you a story from even yesterday, which I feel like I'm in a much better place now. So to this sounds hilarious, but I mean, I don't think you ever just like arrive and feel perfect and great all the time. So yesterday there's this amazing woman here in my hometown and she loves the Lord is this warrior woman. She's like 70 years old. She runs her own massage business and it's all like homeopathic, like natural stuff. She does the essential oils. She'll like 
bless you and pray over you and like speak life into you. And wasn't expecting this at all. Like I had a sore back and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take care of me for about 45 minutes and go get a quick massage. And so my whole goal was to go there and get this knot worked out of my back. And I ended up spending four hours with this woman. She didn't have anything else in the afternoon. And I'm not kidding you. What was so crazy is I, this was yesterday, the day before a podcast launch. And I'm like final, like little touches that we have to do before book advanced reader copies and stuff start going out and all that stuff. And so it's kind of one of those seasons of like prepping for a lot of big things. And so I'm laying on the table and she was rubbing my neck and everything was fine and dandy. And then she went to grab something, came back and started rubbing that same spot. And she goes, did you just have a stressful thought? And I was like, uh, how did you know that? (laughs) And she said, five seconds ago, this muscle in your neck was completely relaxed and now it's completely tense. What did you think about? And I'm like, first of all, how eye-opening is that, that like our thoughts can dictate how our muscle health is. That's insane to me. But second of all, so she was able to identify that and called it out in me. And I was like, well, I guess I just did just start thinking about how my book is, you know, only a few months away and I have a podcast launch tomorrow. And I was just thinking of all that I have to do when I get done. And all of a sudden she like rubs this oil. I mean, she's like, baby, I'm just going to tell you that the Lord has already figured out what's going to be done and out there and shared and serving other people before your fingers even hit another keyboard before you even were born. And she just, I don't even really remember all the details. I just remember feeling like, oh my gosh, all these tears are going to come out of my eyes. And I had made a comment when I was answering her question about what kind of thought I was having. I said something like, I don't know, I'm just a mess, you know, kind of in a very joking way. And she goes, you know, I know you said you think you're a mess. She said, but you know, those needleworking artwork or patchwork that people can do. She said, that might be more my time, but you know what I'm talking about? I said, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And she goes, well, if you look at the back of a needlework, it looks like a complete mess. The yarn is everywhere. It's all crossed over yes. each other. But if you flip it over and you look at the front and you look at the face of it, it is a masterpiece. And then she rubs more oil on me and she goes, and baby, you are a masterpiece. And I was wow. like, oh my gosh. And it's really, really hard for me to receive things like that. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Like it's really easy for me to go tell everybody else I love to tell everybody else that, but to literally be there, first of all, like laying naked on a table, basically under a sheet, so vulnerable, (laughs) allowing someone to rub oil all over you and then speak life and truth over you that even though, you know, you don't really allow yourself to go there. It was just like, my heart just felt so loved and cared for and seen. And it's just so sweet. It's like, I didn't expect that. I didn't go there looking for that, you know, but she basically ministered and counseled me just in the middle of an afternoon, right before some stress and exciting but stressful things were happening so I love that I love that won't he do it like won't he Mm -hmm. show up and tell you like it's good I got this I've got this Mm -hmm. yeah I love that absolutely hey friends I want to take a minute in the middle of this podcast to make sure that you know about go teams Go teams are just one arm of what we do here at Go and Tell Gals, but it is our intentional coaching groups where we encourage women in their individual callings. If you don't know what we're talking about, here's the quick story. Go teams are groups of 15 women who receive online coaching in their calling while entering into intentional community to spur one another on. You might not know this, but I've been coaching women for years and years in small business and in ministry and also in all things publishing. And genuinely, my heart is to see as many women as possible step into the gifts God has given them to use what they've got for his glory and the good of others. 
But we realized a few months ago that there was a flaw in my coaching and that women needed other women to spur them on and keep them excited about what God had asked them to do. They needed other women to walk with after the coaching was over. So we restructured everything and introduced Go Teams. And now three times a year, we take 90 women through this online coaching process in their individual callings. And then we also resource them with one another with groups that they can keep going as long as they like. If you wanna hear more about Go Teams, we are launching our next set of teams in January, 2019 and spots open this week. Make sure you're following the Go and Tell Gals Instagram or that you've subscribed to our newsletter so you can get more information. We would love to see the seeds that God has planted in you come to the surface. We would love to encourage you in the gifts he's given you and we would love to give you everything we've got to spur you on and keep you encouraged. and I love it. I love that you are using your gifts in so many different ways. What small tips or tricks has he given you to help you do what you're supposed to do in a more abundant way? What's helping you do what you're supposed to? What's helping you run on mission these days? Yeah, a couple things. First would be establishing more consistent routines. So Mm. as much as I kind of like I would work out when I could, you know, and it would be a couple times a week. So it's not like I wasn't doing that or I would try not to go to bed too late, but then, you know, 1130, 12 o'clock would roll around and I'm like, Oh, should probably go to bed. So in this season, I feel like a couple of things that have helped me is setting a established consistent bedtimes, Monday through Friday, weekends don't count because we're big kids and we can do what we want. And we stay up till 11 if we want. Uh, My husband and I always joke about that. But on the weekdays, on the days that I'm really bought into work and focused on my priorities, going to bed at 9.30 and waking up at 5 a.m. has been game changing for me, as simple as that sounds. And as difficult as that was the first few days, it's just been an adjustment that's been so helpful. Mm. Establishing one goal per day. So I have a couple to do's per day, you know, get back to these emails, send in this form, you know, whatever I have to do, but I have one accomplishment now per day, rather than trying to tackle my book manuscript and then recording podcast episodes and then call so-and-so and then, you know, drive across town because we also have life things that need to happen and I need to do errands. So I really focused on one big accomplishment per day. And then it's amazing because at the end of the day, around five o'clock, I'm like, I've been productive today. Yeah, there's all these other big things that still need to be done, but this one thing is, and so that's helped me. Another thing I would say is, this is so funny, but I hired a little bit of a part-time housekeeper, which was like so weird for me because I'm the girl who never wants help. And that sounded so fancy. And I'm like, I'm not fancy. I don't have a lot of money, like thanks, but no thanks kind of thing. But what I was starting to find was we have an older home um, with wood floors pretty much out all throughout it. It's like an old farmhouse, which is beautiful. I love it. It's so cozy, but those floors just get so dirty so fast and there's more to keep up with when you're a first-time homeowner and running a company and a ministry and a a marriage and all of life and so because such a new transitional season you throw all those kind of new things in for me I was like you know what I'm not a superhero and I don't need to be and so I kind of had to give myself permission to say you know you probably don't want a housekeeper every single day like that's unnecessary but if you had help once a month to kind of do the bigger things because yeah you could do them but should you is that the best place where you can be spending your time is that really serving the world like you're still making meals every night you're still doing dishes you're still doing laundry but some of those tedious bigger things that take a little bit more 
extra time? Is that yes. really serving your family and your business and your ministry and your work in the very best way? Right. So I guess I just had to come to this realization of like, you know what? I'm not any less strong or any less purposeful or anything than I was before I asked for help if I asked for help. That's and right. so giving myself that permission has been so game changing. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so, so good. I want to take a quick second and tell you about a new relationship we've developed here at Go and Tell Gals. Y'all know we love coffee. We talk about it every episode, and in our office, we've actually just switched to West Rock Coffee. And here's why. We've started to develop a relationship with them and find out about what they do, find out about their farmers. We're learning that in the coffee industry, it's really important that coffee be ethically sourced and also sustainably sourced. So y'all know we love women, you know we love women's stories, and I wanna tell you about one woman's story today. Christine is a farmer in Rwanda. She's a single mom of nine children. First of all, nine children. Second of all, y'all know we love single moms here. I was raised by one wild and wonderful single mom who changed my life. So Christine is a single mom in Rwanda, and she tends to over 600 different coffee trees. And growing this coffee was Christine's opportunity to provide for her children and to really do it in a dignified way. By working with Westrock, she receives a fair price for her coffee, and she's always paid on time. This consistent income allows her to send her kids to school, to put food on the table, and to continually invest in her farm to grow the thing that God has given her to grow, just as I know so many of you are trying to do that. So this is just one story of one farmer, but Westrock is working with so many and their impact is making a huge difference. When we drink Westerock and when we hear about these stories and we value them with our dollars, we help in making that impact too and creating a story of sustainability for farmers like Christine. You can find Westerock Coffee at Kroger, Bed Bath & Beyond, or you can just go to westerockcoffee.com to find out where you can buy it closest to you. just a few quick little spitfire questions that women are dying to know about you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here's a question I didn't prep you for, but I do want to ask, and it's kind of a two-part question. Number one, are you into the Enneagram? And number two, what number are you? And I kind of want to guess what you are, and I have a feeling that you are into the Enneagram. Are you? (laughs) You know, what's funny is I fought it for so long because I'm just someone who's like the least trendy human being you'll ever meet until like everyone convinces me I need to get on the bandwagon. For example, I was like, I'm never going to have a podcast. No things. Everyone like, I'm not going to do that just because people do it, you know, or, um, no, y'all are crazy with this Enneagram thing. I've done strengths finder. We're fine. But then I remember one night my friends were sitting around a table with me. Our husbands were at a football game or something. They were like, Jay, you have to take the Enneagram because we've all guessed what you are and we need to know if it's true or something like that. And I'm like, what have y'all been talking about me? Like, what's going on? And I was like, okay, okay. So I took it. And before I tell you now I'm into it, I think it's so fascinating, but before I tell you what it is, I want to hear what your guess is and I'll tell you if you're right. Okay. Let me, I, so to guess people's, I usually walk, walk through the numbers and say like, I don't think you're that. So I don't think you're a one. I wouldn't think you're a two. I would give a strong guess to a three. I don't mm-hmm. think you're a four or a five or a six. I could see a tiny bit of seven and definitely some eight. So my <laughs> yep. my 50% guesses are eight or three, but I'm going to go okay. with 
I'm gonna go with three. Yeah, you got it, girl. I'm pretty positive I'm a three. Now, here's what the catch was. We did the test, we did the thing. I came out like straight three, no questions. It like wasn't even close. Yes. But then I found out that that's not actually the legit test. So now I'm like, what have I been lying to people the last three months? Because <laughs> apparently there's one test that's a legit test and there's some that are not. So either way, based off the test that I took and everyone who knows me's guess, I'm a straight three, no questions asked. I do have a lot of eight kind of tendencies a yeah. little bit of a chew tendency, like kind of as a wing, but I know yes. you have, there's all these rules about what wings you can be and what you can't. So <laughs> anyways, but if I had to like put my money on it, even if I took the right test, I'm pretty positive it would be a three. But if that changes, we'll have to come back and re-record this whole thing. I love, <laughs> I, I, I love when people like find out they're not the number they thought they were because that doesn't happen for most people. And so it's like, yeah. you get this whole new side of you that you didn't know. I have a few friends who thought they were something for a long time and then realize like I'm actually not that and I, I, I'm a little bit jealous of them like I'm like oh you get to be a whole new thing um, oh that's hilarious <laughs> you get no. to be a whole new thing that's hilarious <laughs> wait what's your number Jess I'm an eight I'm an eight seven you are an eight okay yeah. see and I think there's a lot of overlap between like the, yes. th the seven eight and yes. three like there's a lot of cross you know similarities from what I've been told and understand yes. so that's yes. why we get along Makes yes sense. <laughs> I say I thought I was a three for I thought I was a three for a little bit and and then I I realized like no no controls my controls my jam okay here are a few more questions are you currently reading I always ask authors this like with an addendum because I know it's hard to read books while mm -hmm. you're reading um and it's even hard to read books while you're get, putting a book out because you you kind mm -hmm. of just have to have some tunnel vision but is there a book that you have currently read or are reading that has impacted you or helped or blessed? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I had to stop reading books when I was writing because I wanted to ensure that all my ideas were unique to me and not just something I was, you know, inspired or pulling from someone else. So anyways, now that it's kind of written, I was like, well, I do want to get back into reading. It's such a healthy thing to do before bed, or it's mm -hmm. just a good way to kind of turn your brain off, but also like learn. I have been reading. This sounds so funny. I don't write about this genre at all. And I think that's why it's been so interesting to me. I'm literally reading a book from like 1930 called all about houseplants. <laughs> and I'm like, Literally learning it. all about it. houseplants because I killed like my sweet neighbor, sweet old lady, like brought me this beautiful orchid, killed it. My mom got me sunflowers. They're dead. They've been dead for, they were dead two days after they got in my house. Like I'm just so bad at keeping plants alive as much as it's like not that difficult. So I was like, you know, I need to learn about something that I don't normally educate myself on, especially because I'm really bad at this. And so when I was on my honeymoon or on my honeymoon, my anniversary trip, we went to this old bookstore and I noticed this book called all about houseplants. And I'm like, you know what, this is probably a good skill. And it's a good thing. That's not super duper related to what I do in my work so that it really helps me kind of just grow in a new way. And it's been great. I've learned all about fiddle leaf figs. I decided that next September, I'm going to get a fiddle leaf fig because they're great for homes that are in places with four seasons and they last Love throughout that. the winter, yeah. low maintenance, and they're super cute. So I'm pumped. I'm getting a fiddly fig. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love a good vintage book that is like good, solid wisdom that's lasted for 50 or 60 yes, years. Timeless. That's timeless. Ah, love yep. it. So good. Okay. What's your coffee order? Oh, this is so funny. We have a friend that has a coffee shop and they said they're going to put it on the menu and call it the Jordan. I, love it. <laughs> I always get an oat milk latte. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of yes. oat milk, but you, it will change your life because it's so much creamier and richer than almond milk, but it's not dairy. So oat milk latte with cinnamon. 
game changer. Favorite thing. We'll get it every single day. Latte with cinnamon. I am here for it. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Do you have a secret talent or do you wish you had a secret talent? I wish I had a lot of other secret talents. I have a very lame secret talent. My dad, when I was a kid, taught my brother and I how to clap with one hand. So we literally sit there and like slap our hands and they our fingers like clap and Stop. we look ridiculous. Yeah, it's a real thing. Um, <laughs> I think it's genetic because my mom can't do it and most people can't. I mean, every now and then I stumble upon someone who's like, oh my gosh, wait, I think I know someone that can do that or whatever. But Yeah. When I was a kid, my dad taught us how to do this. And then my mom in front of families that we would meet, I remember one time I was like 12 and this family had this super cute boy and my mom made us stand there and slap our hands in front of this family. And I was like, I wanted to crawl in a hole, but it is a hidden talent. So my gosh, that that is the, that will be the best one I ever hear on the podcast. I can guarantee you. Can clap with one hand. I am here for (laughs) it. Only one hand. (laughs) You guys, we'll try to get that on video at some point. Okay, and what's your favorite lipstick? Are you a lipstick girl? I am a lipstick girl. I mean, not every day. Most of the time I do not wear makeup or real pants. Um, But on days that I have to wear real pants and put something on my face, I love anything that is kind of like a neutral pink. Um, Every now and then I'll do something bold, but my kind of go-to is something that's more of a neutral pink. And it has to be glossy and creamy. I cannot do the matte lipsticks. If anyone's figured out how to do those, please let me know because it's like my lips are cemented together whenever I put it on. It like sticks my lips together. So I've just avoided matte lipsticks at all costs until I figure out the secret because I can't do it. Yeah. I just can't. I'm saying they're great for like a photo shoot or like if you're getting your picture taken. Yes. But like if you actually need to talk or use your mouth, good luck. <laughs> so basically if you need to live, avoid right. Right. Avoid it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of this awesome day of your podcast launching to talk with us. And gals, we'll link to Jordan's podcast, to her book, where you can pre-order it, everything on here. But just thank you so much for sharing. I, I know that so many women need to hear the encouragement about finding their purpose and about taking the help. I mean, that would revolutionize most women's lives to find your purpose and accept help when you need it. I love it so mm-hmm. much. Thanks for having me. It's been so fun. Absolutely. Have an awesome day, girl. You too. Bye. Here's what I'm taking away from that time with Jordan. I so often do that thing that she mentioned. I start my day thinking, what do I have to do? What do I have to fix? Instead of thinking, what am I here for? And if you are like that, if you resonate with that, I want to read this passage of scripture over you. This is from Matthew 5, and this is the message version, and here's what it says. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and you will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. I would love to pray for you, and I am praying for all of you as you listen to this, that as you ask the question, what am I here for? You will hear kingdom purposes come back to you from the Father who loves you so much. 
I love you. I'm so thankful for y'all. I'm so thankful for this podcast. I hope you have an incredible day wherever you're at.